this week on The Startup Life. And you're saying, God, I'm, I really want to start out there, but you know, I see these guys and girls and they've got this, they've got that, they got more than me, they seem so smart. Mm-hmm. You know, just really start by really investing in yourself. All right, Startup Nation, so let's take flight with R.G. Brooks, founder and leadership developer of Take the Lead. The Startup Life begins now. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this you crazy mother... How does thousands and college savings sound? Brand new in our school, the Owl Academy, we have released How to Hack the ACT. Students will cover managing test anxiety, math, science reasoning, and why eating a good breakfast is so important. For more information, go to this episode's show notes for the link. All right, Startup Nation, so I hope you're ready to receive some value today. We're here with the one and only R.G. Brooks. What's going on, man? Hey, man, how you doing, Dominic? <laughs> I can't complain. I can't complain. You ready to pour some value into Startup Nation today? Uh, yes, sir. Let's do it. Cool. Let's do it. So what's the story, man? Tell me tell me a little bit about the story and how you got to this point. Uh, well, it, it's, a, it's a long story, but it's interesting. You know, okay. Dominic, I'm... Uh, I'm from Memphis, Tennessee. Um, I was actually born in Chicago, moved down here when I was young. You know, my story's always been one of, of bridging gaps. And, and I what I mean by that is I grew up uh, in the central part of the city in the Orange Mound area, you know, but I, I finished up my secondary school out in the Germantown area uh, mm-hmm. at Houston High School. And so okay. that was a different, you know, kind of transition for me, kind of rough, as you can imagine, as a teenager going from one particular environment Absolutely. Um, to a another environment that's uh, sometimes they don't always see each other uh, eye to eye or, or see each other um, in a certain sense of, of respect. And so I've always found that my exposure to both of those sides of life, um, even though they exist uh, within our, our great city mm-hmm. here, that's always been a part of my makeup and, and part of what I try to promote in my business okay. uh, from a collaborative standpoint. So. I hear that. Okay. So I know your business is a little bit different than normal. So I mean, usually we ask, you know, if there's like any external vendors that you use or anything like that. Do you have any external vendors that you use for what you do or not so much? Or? Oh, you know, absolutely. Okay. You know, Dom, okay. When you look at, um, so if you, you take, um, you know, Entre Memphis from a, a, you know, just a start. Sure. From a community collaborative standpoint mm-hmm. with what we've got downtown. Essentially, we're all vendors working together. Fair That's enough. kind of part of the collaborative. Fair so, enough. Um, one of the things I've always been proud of with the, the way that I've operated the collaborative is everybody remains with their own identity. Okay. So it's not a, a situation where you you unite with Entre Memphis and now you know you give up your brand and your identity and everything's just under this one umbrella. I hear that. Entre Memphis is a, um, a, a collage of, uh, if you would say, of brands and ideas, you know, people from different walks of life, people from different cities and things like that. And that's what gives it the strength and really gives it the muscle. And so I've really been proud of that. And with uh, Take the Lead, which is, um, you know, my consultative Mm -hmm. uh, business from a leadership development standpoint, kind of going back to my story, I'm able to share that my leadership experiences, um, whether it's in a nine to five job or entrepreneurial, I'm able to bring those together. I hear that. And then Dominic really work with um, people, whether it's, you know, they're developing their corporate leadership uh, presence, um, their leadership presence within a small business realm. 
And then finally, from a familial standpoint, uh, with family leadership, which is a big thing Hmm. amongst men and women, is there's not enough development in uh, kind of home life or or home-based leadership. Um, So a lot of people are are leaders outside the home, but when they get to the home, they don't exude that same level of leadership that they're compensated for uh, day to day. And so... That's, That's very interesting. Because the thing is, like, usually when we think about leadership development and stuff like that, it's always catered to outside the home, right? Exactly. At a at a, uh, at a macro level, if you will, right? Yeah. So, so the fact that you that you uh, focus on that, that's interesting. That's yeah. very interesting. Well, okay. you know, from a micro standpoint, you kind of hit that was, you know, before you even get to the outside area, you're at home. Absolutely. And so, a lot of the issues, if you look at you know our city and a lot of the issues that we have, and there are a lot of great things going on in Memphis. Oh, of but, course. Um, a lot of the issues that you look at, whether it's crime or whatnot, a lot of times go back, obviously, to the home and. Uh, sometimes a lack of leadership, whether it's emotional intelligence, mm-hmm. um, the ability to uh, demonstrate proper behaviors, positive behaviors. And those are things that as you learn them in the home life uh, for men and women, they're able to take that and it permeates in our community. Oh, thank you for sharing that. That's very powerful. Absolutely. Um, what do you wish you would have known before you started your business? Oh, man, how much time you got? <laughs> <laughs> Um, You know, Dominic, it's interesting, man. What I really wish I had really dove into was the ability to get into my business outside of debt acquisition. Okay. And what I mean by that is a lot of times we're taught early on that the acquisition of debt or, you know, getting a loan, essentially, Mm -hmm. that you need uh, some kind of cash injection into your business to get started. And you see that a lot in TV, magazines and things of that nature. Absolutely. So, Dominic, what's, you know... What I wish I had known was, you know, the creative ways of being able to start your business with little to no cash. Fair enough. Um, at a time when, you know, I began starting in business, and I know we're all kind of young here, mm-hmm. and I date myself, but <laughs> even if you go pre-Facebook, gotcha. before you could promote your stuff essentially for free, and you used to have to get a graphic designer, or you had to have graphic design software to do flyers and memes and things like that. Fair enough. I was always under this impression um, that I had to acquire debt in order to get started and that's not really the case wasn't the case then and it's certainly not the case now and if i had known that i i probably would have been even further along fair enough Um, fair enough so i encourage anybody to not you know don't feel like you have to run get this grant or you have to run get this loan Hmm. there's many ways many many ways that you can start your business um without acquiring the debt or the overhead Absolutely. I hear that. Life of entrepreneur, you got to be creative, right? Yes, got to be creative. Absolutely. <laughs> got to yeah, be creative. What did you learn from the worst worst boss or mentor you ever had? Um, so, you know, and that's an interesting question because, so the, the worst one that I had, Dominic, was, you know, there's a gentleman, and he's in my banking days, mm-hmm. that he was able to get results from his leadership, but he led through kind of fear and intimidation. Mm. And so what happened was he would get short-term results because his fear and intimidation, he, he basically put the fear in people that they would lose their job if they didn't perform this or do right, this or absolutely, and that kind of thing. So that's not really leadership development. Right. That's just, you know, um, again, using your position to instill respect. Absolutely. So what happened is, you know, when you, you, you have high turnover and you got low morale, um, your results phase in you know over time. Right. So I learned from that is you can get respect not so much by your position 
or your ability to instill fear, mm-hmm. but really it's your ability to inspire. I hear that. And your ability to uh, demonstrate that the hows, wins, and the whys for something so okay. that people have buy-in. Gotcha. And you'll get more done short-term and long-term if Absolutely. you make that initial investment. But if you take the short route and you try to say, well, because I'm the vice president or because I'm this, no, I'm me and you're you. Right. <laughs> Essentially. Right. And, you know, so you'll get short-term results, but over time, you're not really developing people. Fair enough. Fair enough. And I'm actually a little bit familiar with that scenario because I used to be a personal banker at Wells Fargo. So I'm okay. very familiar yeah, so you, with, you definitely with know. exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, let me ask you this. How do you uh, market or advertise Take the Lead? Do you use social media or do you use word of mouth? How does that work out for Absolutely. you? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, a lot of it has been a combination of word of mouth and social media, okay. of course. And, and specifically, Dominic, you know, I've dabbled in some of the Google AdWords and Google Ads. Okay. Uh, some of those kind of things where you can kind of set your budget and, and really target. You know, I use, you know, Facebook, LinkedIn, you know, Instagram, Twitter mm-hmm. are kind of my main ones. Okay. Um, and I try to get, you know, kind of diverse content gotcha. you know, out that way. And so okay. um, word of mouth is a lot of times, you know, for those that are familiar with my background. Fair enough. Uh, Fair and enough. things like that that I'm able to reach out to direct. And, you know, that always seems to be obviously your number one way. Mm-hmm. Um but between those two, that's that's really what I do. Can you tell us about what you learned from your biggest failure? You know, Dominic, I, I learned that I'm stronger than I thought I was. I hear that. I hear that. Because, you know, and anybody that's out here that's listening or, you know, you can under the sound of Dominic and I's voice knows that, you know, failures are going to come. Mm-hmm. And your resolve really comes into play. And you learn a lot about yourself. Absolutely. Um, when you're down, you learn a lot about the people around you. Mm-hmm. Um, and you learn a lot about yourself. And a lot of times you find out that you're way stronger than what you thought. That yeah. your ability to rebound from setbacks and things like that. Um, I learned to, you know, kind of anticipate setbacks. I learned to really analyze kind of what's around me in the situation. Uh, sometimes, you know, make sure you have good information before you act. Mm-hmm. And the last thing, Dominic, and this is really important, is check yourself and your emotions okay. around things. You know, so okay. I, I spoke earlier about emotional intelligence. It's right. very important. So, when you know, things happen all around you. You got noise mm-hmm. and stuff all around oh, you absolutely. all the time. Life gets noisy, for yeah, sure. exactly. <laughs> Life, whether it's on a macro level, right. you know, from a, a political standpoint, whether it's family, mm-hmm. whatever it is. You know, life comes, and it's really your ability, Dominic, to recognize, you know, how your emotions are being influenced, right? What kind of management you have over that. So when you face setbacks or failures, mm-hmm. and I and trust, I've I've had several of them. Gotcha. <laughs> um, you know, your ability to, you know, not get flustered or knocked off your rocker, right? But begin putting the pieces back together. And you not always take it so serious. I hear that. Um, I hear that. A lot of people you see take things way so hard and so personal and serious. Mm-hmm. And it's all part of the journey. Right. You know, dominant. And, you know, most of us are fairly young. Right. Um, and so, you know, you have time always. As long as you're up and you're breathing. I hear that. And you're moving. You're, you're still got time to make it right. And that's the beautiful thing that you should wake up with every morning. I hear that. I hear that. I, I'm glad you mentioned the piece about, you know, about age, because a lot of times we we see things, you know, out there in the news and social media that like, you know, 24 
24-year-old billionaire. And, right. you, and you look at yourself, and you're 30, and like, what am I doing? Like, I'm behind <laughs> the curve, right? right so right. I'm glad you mentioned that. Thank you so much. Yes, sir. Entrepreneurs consider themselves lifelong learners. They're always engaging in professional development, things of that nature. What are you learning, and, and what does professional development mean to you? Yeah, so professional development for me is, you know, you're, you're taking an active, engaged role okay. in your progression to the next level, and however you identify that. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, for myself, you know, I spend a lot of time reading. I tend to use a Kindle. Okay. Um, I'm old school. I love the flipping of the pages. Ah, I got you. Okay. Fair <laughs> Man, enough. But, um, you're a purist, I, in my, as my wife would say, you're a purist. There you go. Absolutely. <laughs> and, um, but I've gotten used to over the last couple of years of using the Kindle. Okay. Just because, um, you know, I can have a thousand books with me on my phone or tablet. Fair enough. Hard enough to carry a <laughs> right. thousand books with you, right. you know, in paperback form. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I enjoy reading. Um, I can take snippets of things okay. and, and kind of apply it, kind of share it, like you say, on social media, right. that kind of thing. Um, always look for opportunities, um, whether it's webinars. And, you know, to your audience, there are a ton of free webinars out there that Absolutely. are really good. Um, if you just search for whatever development that you're looking for. Gotcha. Um, there are people on, you know, a lot of people look at Facebook Live and things like that for themselves going live. Mm-hmm. But you'll be surprised at a lot of people that are on there that are sharing outstanding content right. either in your friends list or beyond. Right. And so when you're looking at Facebook Live, Periscope, some of these places, mm-hmm. you know, look for those development opportunities for people that are sharing content, YouTube, that kind of thing. But okay. It's the reading. It's it's being around other like-minded people right. that challenge your way of thinking. Fair enough. Um, Fair enough. Yeah, I try to make sure that, you know, in, in most cases I'm not the smartest or the Absolutely. most experienced in the room. Right. Um, so it's the same way when I play ball. When I play ball, I like to play with older kids, get roughed up a little bit. There you go. Call some names, things like that. Get a little scar got, tissue. When I got back to my peer group, <laughs> right. you know, I'm a monster. All uh, right. <laughs> you know exactly. I mean? So it's kind of the same thing in business. I hear that. I hear that. Now, this next question tends to be a little, I'm not going to say controversial, but it's definitely sure. uh, swings wide on either end of the spectrum. Uh, some people say that entrepreneurs, to be a great entrepreneur, you need like contacts and a and a college degree and you're golden, right? Some people say, no, nah, no, nah, all I need is a dream and some work ethic and just roll with it. What say you, Mr. Brooks? You know what? <laughs> uh, for me, I, I would say that do you need a degree? No. What, what a degree program teaches is, is, is two things. One, um, that you can follow a program for right. four years. So you mm-hmm. can be disciplined enough to follow a program. Right. Um, it also teaches you if you if you engage in it right how to learn. Fair enough. Fair Both enough. Both of those are two things that can help you in entrepreneurship. Absolutely. Are they uber critical? No. Um, you have to have at the end of the day you have to have um, a great passion. Mm-hmm. So you have to find something that you really love. What you know what bothers me is when I see people chase trends. Uh, and they don't match it to their skill set. Fair enough. So, you know, one day, you know, I want to be a police officer. The next day, I want to run a daycare. Gotcha. The next day, you know, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a public speaker. <laughs> then the next week, I sell widgets. Right. You know, then I, you know, I build TVs, you know, so they never really match. Right. You know, what their skill set is. So it's got to be a passion. And then you have to have an, a holistic mindset of the world because entrepreneurship is really about how you solve problems for others. Absolutely. So your ability to identify a problem, find people that are willing to compensate you, you know, to solve that problem. Compensation is not limited to money, right? obviously, but, you know, however you deem proper compensation, Mm -hmm. you know, so people that are willing to do that and do that reoccurring. 
Gotcha. So if you have that ability, you know, you're golden. So I would share with your audience, Dominic, that, you know, if you're sitting out there now and you say, well, I didn't, I barely kind of finished high school. Maybe I've taken a few classes at Southwest, or right. University of Memphis. I don't have my degree. Mm-hmm. I see these people with these degrees and stuff on the wall. Listen, at the end of the day, it, you know, it comes down to do you have a strong will, passion? You know, you can have contacts. Yes, that, that definitely helps. But you can also acquire contacts Fair if enough. you need to. Fair enough. So I encourage anybody, if you're sitting right here today, it's Friday, and you're saying, God, I'm, I really want to start out there. But, you know, I see these guys and girls, and they've got this, they've got that, they got more than me. They seem so smart. Mm-hmm. You know, just really start by really investing in yourself. I hear that. You know, try to clear out as much noise. Invest in yourself and then really dig into that passion. What keeps you up at night? Mm. You know, that you, you know, what can you, what would you do? You know, it, you know, you want to do it so much, you, you're willing to do it for free. You know, you hear I that hear that. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah. We you hear know, that all the time. You know, what, you know, you know, what's really that, you know, you wake up at three in the morning and you, you know, you're, you're Googling something or you're, you're going back to that PDF that you found. Right. Or, you know, you, every time in conversation with people, you're bringing it up. Whatever that is, that's what you got to dig into. I hear that. Thank you so much. What's the best piece of advice you've ever gotten? What's the worst? Um, Best piece of advice is you're the best you that will ever exist. Hmm. Okay. Um, Now, I know that's a little philosophical (laughs) as opposed to advice, but the advice in that is, um, you know, all of us are unique, you know, Dominic. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you hear that stuff all the time. Right. Each one of us has a unique gift that we bring, a unique talent, and you know, don't let anybody downplay you know, your talent. Right. Because you know, some get more visibility than others. You know, all of us would love to be able to sing like you know, a Whitney Houston or a Luther Vandross. Right. But that's their gift. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? It's not mine. Right? Right. You know, don't, don't ask me to sing. Right. Fair enough. Not, not me either. Show, yeah, I ain't gonna mess you show up like that. <laughs> but yeah, keep a good thing going. Right. But, uh, you know, we all have our different gifts. Right. And, man, you know, really hone into, you know, what that gift is and, and, and go for it wholeheartedly. I hear that. I hear that. Um, you asked about the, the worst advice I ever got? Yeah. Oh, boy. Let's see. <laughs> yeah, I've gotten a lot of bad advice. I've got, some, I've got a lot of good advice, but I've got some bad advice. Fair enough. Fair um, enough. I think, you know, most of the bad advice, if I could sum it up, would center around kind of what I spoke to earlier, either uh, debt uh, acquisition gotcha, to start yeah. your business, yeah. or um, to you know, say put you know, you know, say business over family and, mm-hmm. and things like that. Right. You know, I've had people tell me those kind of things. You know, get your business going first, then come back and you right. know, get your family. But like you mentioned earlier, I've got a wife right. um, and three beautiful daughters. Absolutely. Uh, so I've got all beautiful girls at the house. Right. And uh, you know, love them dearly, and you know, they're kind of number one. Absolutely. Uh, anything that I'm doing to really progress that. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, there's a lot of bad advice out there that you can get from people. But absolutely. You can learn from everything. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. There's all there's teachable moments all around us. And absolutely. It, absolutely. And the thing is, like, you know, yeah, you could focus on the business right now. But, you know, by the time the business is where you theoretically wanted to be, the family could be gone. Yeah, so, well, I tell you, you I want that. guys that are older than me. Um, and I'll tell you this, Dominic, you know, the ones that what, what really would strike me is that you'd have guys come back and they see you with young kids and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. And they'll say, 
man, I wish I had right. spent the time. Man. Absolutely. I miss those years. Absolutely. And uh, I had one guy, uh, you know, told me, he's like, man, it's like, RG, man, when, you know, don't rush this time. I rushed. I spent all this time on the road and the mm-hmm. air going here and going there. I hear that. You know, I left home one day and my daughter was three and I came back. She was 23. Gotcha. <laughs> you know? <laughs> wow. Yeah, he was trying to figure out what happened. Went by fast. Yeah, so. <laughs> All right, last question before we go to break. What does the average day uh, in your life look like as far as, you know, as you move forward in your path of entrepreneurship? Yeah, so, you know, average for me is, you know, obviously I'm starting my day. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I help get the girls ready. I get them to school. Right. Um, yeah, I'm coming into the office, you know, usually between 8 and 8.30. Okay. Several, you know, either conference calls or gotcha. meetings either that I schedule mm-hmm. or I'm a part of. Right. Um, I look to, you know, have time in between meetings to kind of, um, and I encourage people to do this, is, you know, don't schedule yourself so hectic back to back to back. To back. I hear that. Try to give yourself breathing room between meetings. Okay. And a chance for you to take in, you know, what you absorb. Absolutely. As well as what you gave out. And kind of summarize. Okay. You know, give your, your mind the time to summarize. Sometimes we get so hectic. I hear that. And we, we schedule 9 to 10, and then 10 to 11, <laughs> and then 11 to 12, and then 1 to 2. And I'm guilty of this. Right. And you know, before you know it, you hadn't, you hadn't eaten anything. You wow. hadn't spent any time you know, kind of meditating, taking in fresh air. Right. You know, and you need that as part of your uh, you know, kind of ongoing development on a number of different fronts. Right. So... You know, I, I really encourage people to kind of, you know, measure your day out. That means you have to get rid of some noise. And yeah, fair enough. That means whether it's family, friends, things like that, they're not, you know, speaking your language. Mm. You know, that's a big thing you got to watch because in this entrepreneurship game, your enemies that you acquire, you may have, y'all may share blood. <laughs> uh, y'all may kind of look alike. All right. You know what gotcha. I mean? Y'all may have grew up together. Gotcha. You know, Fair um, enough. a lot of times the people that are for you are the people you just met a month ago, right. a year ago. Fair enough. You, you met in a networking piece. So, you know, that's a little counterintuitive for a lot of people because people think that, you know, you know, my family and friends and people that I've been knowing all my life are going to be the people mm, right there. Yeah. And sometimes they can be a drain. They may not always mean negative, Absolutely. Right. Of but course. But sometimes they can be a drain on your time. And so, mm-hmm. you know, a big part of what we all do and what I try to do with my day, and I've gotten better, but I still have a ways to go. Absolutely. Dominic is um, how I manage my time. Right. And making sure that um, I can invest in those um, that I can really help. And, you know, those that either don't mean, you know, me any right. good or um, are really looking to just, you know, you know, be busy bodies and nosy and kind of right. be involved <clears throat> in what you're going and kind of suck your energy and time, you know, kind of move forward from that. Fair enough. You, you actually bring up a point um, or a theory that I have about entrepreneurship that, you know, you have like how Spanish is another language and yeah. how French is another language. Entrepreneurship has a language in itself that really other people don't understand and like you said sometimes like they mean well and yeah. you, you don't want to leave them behind but sometimes you kind of have to because they don't understand that language so yeah, you're exactly right yeah, thank you thank you for uh for uh bringing that out how you like being on the start of life man man i love it it's a great show man. <laughs> yeah. i appreciate it i appreciate you coming on so we're going to take a quick break and you're listening to the start of life
are a teacher looking for great resources, look no further than Owls e-commerce store on Teachers Pay Teachers. The store name, Teaching with Owls. Enjoy great lessons based on short stories from great authors such as Kate Choppin's The Story of an Hour and Edgar Allan Poe's The Mask of the Red Death. And no worries, teachers, all lessons are Common Core aligned. Let's continue. All right, Startup Nation, let's continue. So, Mr. Brooks, you had a very interesting social media experiment this morning. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. So, <laughs> Dominic, this morning um, I took it upon myself, and this is on Facebook under my page, RG Brooks. I did an experiment because it, a lot of people have seen the meme that's been shared several times that speaks to, I started my business and I received X amount of likes, and then, mm -hmm. um, but when I got a job, I got this many likes. And the gotcha. idea is that you got way more likes and attention on the job than the the business and so right. I took it on myself to test it uh, with my <laughs> Facebook friends uh, and family there and so what I did was I, I did oh simultaneously I posted mm -hmm. uh, I got the job so thankful right then right after that I posted I started the new business so thankful gotcha and what was interesting was this and of course I, I posted some of the results um, at around noon today right essentially what happened Dominic just to quantify was um, about 50% more of the Facebook audience, which mm -hmm. again is made up of friends, friends of friends, that kind of thing. Right. Um, about fifty percent more of those people like the job post mm -hmm. than the, the story, the business post. Now, let me give you know a little bit of clarity. So, fair enough. This was it, you know it was not done just solely to expose you know people's comfort level with one or the other, although it did. <laughs> um, gotcha. <laughs> but it also tested social media in that sense. Mm -hmm. Now again, this it wasn't scientific. This right. was limited to just my, sure. my friend uh, list. Absolutely. And I have no way to verify what I'm about to say from mm -hmm. this po point of view. But nice disclaimer. <laughs> what ended up happening was um, people were giving feedback that. I saw the job post in my timeline, but I didn't see hmm. the business post, which made me think, okay, that's interesting considering I posted on both simultaneously, right. one right after the other. Right. And people were saying, now, did they not see it because they scrolled past the business one, but stopped at the job one? Interesting. Possibly. Very interesting. Did they um, not see it because they you know, saw the job one first, went to it, and then got off Facebook without enough time for the business one to filter. Fair enough. Fair enough. Or did Facebook not show as many people the business one as the job one? Gotcha. Which could have been based on the algorithm of more people in my friends list and friends of friends. Right. Respond to um, job postings with the word job in it versus mm -hmm. postings with business in it. And so shout out to Shay Jones. Mm -hmm. Um you know, she uh, responded and, and made that point, and I was thinking the same point as well, but she actually made it right. uh, on one of the posts was that last point. So it was very interesting. I'm sure it's probably still going on uh, <laughs> on Facebook. People are probably liking and commenting on, on both posts. But what it, what it speaks to is, you know, on a, on a very unscientific um, macro level, Dominic, that mm -hmm. you know, our culture is kind of driven and we're all taught um, because we – we fear fear, mm -hmm. and and so you know we love stability, right? And you know the, our baby boomer parents were all you know kind of brought into that because they were the first exposed to the um, if you um, engage in education, right? Um, and at that time things were opened up. Education was a lot less expensive. That's true. The higher education, That's true. and so it allowed for people to acquire job salaries that could move them 
out of the neighborhood and things like that. Right. Things were opening up in mm-hmm. the 70s. But at, at the same time, what we lost, so we gained a, a distinction of middle class right. somewhat. And of course, you know, now things are a little different now. But right. we gained that. But what we lost is that sense of kind of pride in our community and connectivity. I hear that. Because, you know, we were able, all of us were able to kind of move around. Because of that, we became, you know, just a little bit more engaged because we like that stability of, of what the job provides. Gotcha. Uh, provides, in some cases, for some people, a benefit. Um, it's it's steady, so people are getting paid every week, right? Uh, every other week, things like that. And gotcha. I completely get that. Um, but you know, ownership is where to to really control your me- means of production. You have to own. And so, what that means means of production is an economic term, right? And of course, my background's in business economics, of course, of course, uh, from the University of Memphis. Means of production is your ability to then influence, um, you know, your cycle of resources, and you do okay. that through ownership. So, when you, when you own a process, mm-hmm. that means you can kind of dictate and kind of, you know, um, uh, direct how resources flow. Okay. Um, and when you when you don't own, then someone else is direct. You know, hmm. so think of a job. Even if you make a hundred thousand dollars a year, right, right. Mm-hmm. The reason they pay you a hundred thousand dollars a year is because you make them ten million. Fair enough. Them being that's the true. Owner. Exactly. That's how he can afford to do that. Mm-hmm. If he pays you a million dollars a year, right. That's because he's making a hundred million. <laughs> exactly. Off of your effort. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. So that's just any vendor, right? You're going. Right. You pay for you know vendor, but you're generally getting more value than you know than you know what you're putting out so you know it, so it, it, think back to what chris tucker said um no, i'm sorry chris rock mm-hmm. said in one of his comedy skits he said you know shack is rich right but <laughs> exactly whoever writes shack's checks as well is right exactly and so now i know we're talking about you know from a, a money money standpoint monetary right but, um if you're thinking of it that way which most people do in their job you know whatever they pay you you know they're making you know, a hundred times, if mm-hmm. not more than that, you know, from you. So, you know, you have the ability to do that as well. Absolutely. Everybody that's listening has an opportunity to be an owner. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it goes back to what we talked earlier. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter your education or your background. Well, I'm from South Memphis. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> it's still Memphis. That's right. <laughs> right. South, East, North, whatever. Absolutely. It's Memphis. Absolutely. Other, uh, Owners have come from Memphis. Mm-hmm. So what you the, the title that you put in front of, that's a big thing in our city is that we try to limit ourselves right. or define our worth that's based true. on where we're from right? as opposed to you know the ownership piece of it. So. Absolutely. No, I can relate to that because I'm a skinny black kid from South Memphis, so I, I got you. you. Go. I definitely understand. And, yeah. and for the record, uh, on your uh, – when you on your findings that post that you know at the end after the experiment, I gave you an angry face only because of the results, not towards you, but no. I gave I gave the angry <laughs> face because of the results. Yeah. But it made me think of, uh, and it's a follow up question. Sure. Uh, it, it made me think of if it's just a simple thing of you may have gotten more likes, and don't get me wrong, the other variables, the algorithms and stuff like that, right? But it made me think of if there's a relatability piece, meaning that people can relate more with somebody who gets a job as opposed to they can relate to somebody who starts a business. So I wonder, do you think that may have played yeah, a... I, I think that's, you know, you know, it kind of hits the nail on the head, mm-hmm. you know, just from a, a qualitative standpoint. Right. Is that um, typically people, because of that, because of their exposure, because of 
their comfort level. Right. Um, because of sometimes the naysayers and family and friends and things like that towards owning a business. Right. Um, people get the statistics all the time about, mm. you know, how often business fails. Yep. And, you know, <laughs> and really what people are saying is, is, you know, I'll use me for example. RG, don't start no business because I know if it fails, you're going to be coming to me for money. You know, wow! So you go take your money and blow it on your business. And I know you go call me. Wow! We don't say that, right? Right. But that's what people are really thinking. That is, fair say, enough. Because I know you go call me about fair enough. You know, when you can't pay your rent, your mortgage, I think you done blew it on some business. Right. right. Absolutely fair enough. So that's what people are really getting into when you get to the heart and the the transparency of the matter. And so if you think about it, if you look at what's happened, let's just say since '07. Mm, right with oh, yeah. layoffs and absolutely companies have cut back it, it, and you look at you know from starting your own business both have risks mm-hmm. right so now you know anybody today at any level no matter how well you think uh the boss man or lady likes you or <laughs> how well um you've brown nosed around or you know you've been on the company you just got hired. You've been right. at the company 30 years. Right. At any point, they can come in at any time. And if you're in Tennessee, it's a right-to-work state, right? Right, absolutely. So at any point, you can terminate your employment. But guess what? At any point, they can terminate yours. That's true. For any reason. That's true. Aside from illegality. Right. Right? So how risky is that? At right. any point, you could be cut. Exactly. Like right now, you could be sitting in your cubicle or your office right now today. Mm-hmm. They can come in and say, listen, uh, you know, uh, thanks, but no thanks. We appreciate it. You right. Know, Absolutely. You make it a severance package, you may not. Right. Depending on how long you've been there and the size company and things like that. So that's risky. Absolutely. You know? And then, you know, for those that are out there that are in the job market, they could tell you firsthand that's not easy. Right. You know, Absolutely. late 90s, early 2000s might have been a little bit easier. But, you know, Dominic, that's, that's a little bit harder proposition now. That's true. And so if you think about it, you know, if you're going to take the risk, who's a better bet? You know, that person that you're going to work for or yourself? Absolutely. That's where, that's yes. where you hit the heart of the matter. Absolutely, is that yes. people are f- afraid mm-hmm. to take the bet on themselves because they think negative about what might happen. Absolutely. But they don't consider that on the job because they right. think, well, as long as I go to work and do what they tell me to do, I can stay here for 60 years. And you may. You right. Just like you may start your own business and have it run for 60 years, too. Right. Absolutely. But people only consider one versus the other. And I think that hits to your question. Thank you. So you have no idea how powerful that is, man. Thank you so much for sharing that. Well, let's get to the next question. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, uh, and actually, you may have answered this one, but what's a, a popular misconception about business, you think? That it, well, That is easy. That mm-hmm. success comes... And, and it's just sustained. Like once right. you become successful, a lot of people, and however they define success, right? Of course, absolutely. But people seem to believe, Dominic, that you become successful and you just kind of stay there and everything becomes easy at that point. Right. And I'm here to tell you, and, and many people will probably echo this, is that that's where it really begins. No, absolutely. Because once you become successful and people, you get the visibility now and, um, you know, a little money's coming in and you're reaching your goals and. You know, people are calling you, mm-hmm. and that'll come. You know, don't discount that. You know, I, I would encourage your listeners that if you stay at it, that day will come. That day will come where people call yep. and, you know, Dominic, I got my check. Where I, where I need to meet you. Woo! Man, <laughs> man, 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 I'm coming right now. Right. I'm coming to you. Exactly. You know what I mean? Um, 
you're you're helping people in the community. So someone calls you and says, you know, Dominic, you know, you know, you don't know me, but you know, I happen to see you speak, and you really helped me through a situation. I, I hear that, and I wanted to you know, relay that to you. Absolutely, and uh, you know, so whatever it is that your goal is, right, that success can come. Now it comes about how you sustain that grow, and how do you help others? Right. You know, one thing that seems to lack is sometimes we get. Um, in business, you can get kind of selfish, mm. and you start believing that you know you start smelling right. stuff a little bit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. You start thinking that well, you know, I had to work to get here. So oh, why, you know, why I gotta reach back and help somebody else? No one was there when I was struggling. <laughs> you know, and, and that's how we are. Again, right. speaking to the transparency absolutely. of human nature. Yes, is absolutely, that that's you true. Get up some, you know. You know, all of a sudden, every time you post, you get 100 likes, mm -hmm. 50 comments every time. So, you, you know, right. you feel like kind of good, you know, people, you know, all I got to do is post my logo. People love it. You right. Know, people calling, they emailing, they requesting, all that. And then we start getting, and you see it on Facebook. Absolutely. It don't, sometimes don't take much. Right. Dominic, sometimes for some folks, sell, they'll sell their soul for 20 likes. That's on true. Facebook. Man, you know, and <laughs> that's true. So sometimes it don't take much for some of us to kind of forget, and we run into this other circle. You know, right? I don't, you know, they're they're too low on the totem pole for me to mess with. I, you know, I can only, you know, if it ain't Fred Smith or it ain't Raw, this person, or that yeah, person, man. you know. So yes. they start looking at titles and mm -hmm. who, are, who they feel like they stat ranked above them mm -hmm. still, and that's what they gravitate to, and they forget kind of where they were. Mm -hmm. You know, and what happens is, you know, pride comes before the fall. Nah, so that's true. You know, what you have to do then is your work really takes into effect once you start uh, getting some success, because now the expectations continue to grow. For Absolutely. Your business. Absolutely. And that day will come for many people that are listening, you know, to this show is that you'll get to that point. And so it's not easy. You, know, you have to really double down on your work to mm -hmm. try to keep yourself organic to stay innovative and to not lose that sense of growth that someone else may not be quite on your level yet, right? which is fine. Are you willing to still bring them up to stand beside you? That's gotcha. what it comes down to. I hear that. Thank you so much. Who are your mentors? Oh, <laughs> that many. So, yeah, there's so many to name. Um, you know, they're, they're, some of them are, are, are out there. They're on my Facebook. Mm -hmm. um, they're on all kinds of different industries. Right. Um, but I've got several. And I encourage people to have mentors, have them across different industries. Right. Have them at different experience levels. Um, you know, it doesn't matter so much of their age, per se. Absolutely. So you can have a mentor that's younger than you. Mm -hmm. You have a mentor, certainly, that would be maybe, you know, a little more seasoned. But, right. yeah, always have mentors and check in from time to time and, and have people that will give you an honest assessment of yourself. Gotcha. One of the things that's easy to do is surround yourself with yes men and yes women. Oh, yeah. That's the easiest thing to do. <laughs> right. And try to insulate yourself, Dominic. Right. But, you know, I encourage people, and I learned this, mm -hmm. um, is that surround yourself with people that will check you in the sense of your progression, not check you in the sense of just checking you. Right, no, we from Memphis, so we check. No, you know, right, but, I got you. I got you. I think some. Uh, I have a few listeners in Tokyo. They may not understand yeah, that right. reference, but I, I got right. you. I got you. Exactly. So, you know, it, it really comes down to you know uh, having you know, you know good solid you know people around you that will be honest with you, right, and then also come with a recommendation. 
Amen. And that's where I say, you know, it's easy to just tell somebody, you know, you're terrible and walk away, you know, <laughs> right. or I don't like this and then walk away. Then, it's, you know, to have a mentor that will, you know, spend the time with you and say, you know, RG, I, you know, I really liked what you did with this, but I see where there's some opportunity here or you might be exposed. Right. Let me give you an example. And they can point out things that you may not see mm-hmm. in yourself. It's just like if you're watching yourself on TV. Right. You know, you have your idea of yourself. But then if you see yourself on TV doing stuff, you see all your mannerisms and how you like, oh, I hate when I blink my eyes that way. <laughs> so you're seeing yourself. Right. other people see you. Right. And that intimidates people sometimes. It does. And it definitely so does. And so I encourage you as an owner, um, if you're looking to be in business or uh, even if you're not looking to be in business and you just want to be, um, you know, if you want to be the best employee that you can, hey, you know, follow your goals, follow your heart, follow your passion. But if you want to be an owner, you know, don't be afraid to have those mentors come in. I hear that. And, and really share with you from a transparent standpoint about you. That will help you just grow and get better. And then be a mentor for somebody else. Absolutely. So Absolutely. transfer that knowledge down. And if we do more of that, Dominic, you'll see things really explode. I, I truly believe that. I truly believe that. Thank you so much. Where do you see your business or industry in the next five years? Um, so industry is going to continue to grow. Okay. Um, when you talk about, you know, companies are finding out and businesses are finding out, Dominic, that if you don't invest in leadership, mm-hmm. right, um, the talent level is starting to, you know, there's a divide between talent levels out there. Right. Um, and so to keep that competitive advantage, you have to continue to motivate your talent, your people. Absolutely. And if you take it to a family standpoint, as we were talking earlier, um, one of the things that helps us, whether it's crime, whether it's entrepreneurship, is, again, um, the relationship between men and women is mm. critical. Between people in general. No, of course, of course. Um, but a lot of our domestic relationships, um, you know, in a lot of cases, just need a lot of work and attention. You know, um, men have to get back to leading mm-hmm. um, and not just, you know, following trends or just kind of gliding along. Um and, and women have to understand and recognize leadership, you know, as well. Right. That, and when you have men and women leaders mm-hmm. in households, that just helps better with child rearing. Gotcha. Um, it helps better with um, the stability of our neighborhoods, and our communities, that. and right. things like that. So, of course. Um, you know, so, you know, from an industry standpoint, I see this continuing, you know, to grow. Absolutely. Um, specific to take the lead with, you know, myself, R.G. Brooks, mm-hmm. is... Um, I'm looking to kind of grow this at a, a grassroots kind of pace. You know, I'm not interested in being, um, you know, uh, what's the guy in Nashville, uh, the finance guy. Anyway, the gotcha. um, the guy that's up in uh, in Nashville, the finance guy. Okay. Now, I, you know, I'm not really interested in, in speaking in front of twenty thousand people at Facebook. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> although that'd be nice. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, and call me if you, you know, y'all interested in that. <laughs> Right, absolutely. Yeah, call, call Dominic, call me, and then we'll come. But, there you go. Um, but otherwise, you know, in all seriousness, we um, really want to help people at that grassroots yes. level. Absolutely. Um, with identifying and, and being able to relate to everyday struggles and then provide tidbits for people to take back and implement. Absolutely. And um, I see that really growing for us. What would be that one piece of advice you would give them if they're starting out on entrepreneurship? Um, you know, can, along with following your passion, would mm-hmm. be really vet out and, and spend time in, in 
you know, the research piece of it. Okay. And then look for ways on how you can delegate. And delegation is a fearful word for someone that's starting out because a lot of times we're the one man and one woman band, right? And I hear that. so, I hear that. Um, you know, we're playing, we're playing the drums. We got the <laughs> saxophone. We got, we got every instrument. Lead vocalist. Yeah, we're trying to do it all, right? Right. And it's scary to to let go. But part of your leadership and your development is, as you, you know, um, you know, introduce to like-minded people and things like that. Look for ways you can delegate some of those smaller, kind of more remedial kind of tasks. I hear that. So you can spend time in a strategic vision mm-hmm. and planning. And so that's really going to help your business take that next step. But as long as you're still, you know, year in and year out, you know, you spend all your time building a website. You spend all your time setting up the right. social media page. You spend <laughs> all your time putting together the memes. You spend all your time, you know, and some people love that because they love that pride of ownership. Right. And seeing their creativity. Yeah. And, and it, all of us have that to some extent. Of course. Um, so that's not a negative at all. But right. To take your business to the next step. You know, you've got to find a way to outsource. Yep. You know, and again, I spoke of Fred Smith earlier. How many planes has he flown? You think? Right. Does Does he understand the algorithm for fuel in his plane? <laughs> I highly doubt it. Yeah. But he hires people who do. That's right. true. So exactly. So at some point, you know, has how many boxes has he lifted? Probably. Right. Exactly. You know, has he moved any boxes? Has how he many, seen a box? Yeah. How, how many trucks has he driven? Has, right. has he made a delivery to anybody's house? Right. Right. Fair enough. But he's retiring. Right. Exactly. You know, this mm-hmm. time. Um, and I'm sure he's not leaving with $5. Right. right? So. Absolutely. I, I encourage everybody that same way is to look at how you can, again, prov- you know, incorporate others you know like-minded you know as a team into your business so that you can thrive beyond that i believe all entrepreneurs have a superpower what's yours and explain why well you know i wish i had x-ray vision and could fly, but <laughs> <laughs> right i wish i could right. do some of that right stuff i'll that, take uh, that the superman does but um <laughs> or you know be intelligent you know and, and do some stuff like batman does right uncovering crimes i would say you know for me it's um it's bringing people together. I hear that. Um, okay. From a uh, diversified standpoint. And diversified is not so much in their appearance. Right. Um, but diversified in their mindset. I hear that. Um, so, you know, I'm able to relate and kind of plug into people from kind of different walks of life and able to bring them to the table and help them understand each other better. Because when you don't understand, you have a fear. Right. Gotcha. And so then you buy into stereotypes of each other. Gotcha. And so that helps that creates distance between people. Absolutely. Because it absolutely they have their preconceived notion yep. of what this person is or what they are based on how I see them. Right. That kind of thing. So um, I feel like over time and, and I'll continue to do this is to bring people, you know, dominate from different areas and you know, from different viewpoints and bring them to the table with the idea that at the end you know, whether you agree or disagree and all that is what it is. Right. But can you respect and can you understand and can you listen long enough and gain that understanding of, you know, where a person's coming from so that you don't leave and say, yeah, we agree, maybe we don't agree. Right. But I respect him or her. Gotcha. I hear that. All right, man. So this is the point of the show where we're in Memphis. Yeah. Right. There's no a, there's an aspiring entrepreneur and, and like we say, I got listeners in Tokyo, we got a few in Oslo, got okay. a few in Paris. So it's not just here domestically. Sure. And they're thinking about, you know, 
I want to start a business. I don't want to start it here. Make the case for why they should start it here in Memphis. All right. So for, <laughs> for Memphis, uh, so a, a few things. One, you've got a budding entrepreneurship ecosystem. Absolutely. Which means that you've got companies that are investing in kind of startup and, and kind of newer businesses. Um, you've got uh, infrastructure around that's able to provide you with, you know, low cost office space, low cost access to conference rooms and meeting spaces. and Like Entre like Memphis. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> like Entre Memphis. Um, you also have, you know, your, your grassroots effort. And, you know, Dominic and this show being one of them. Thank you, um, man. I appreciate startup that. Life is, you know, providing avenues for um, entrepreneurs to be able to uh, promote and, and share their story and share their background that hopefully is inspirational and inspires others. Memphis is a, a affordable place to live. You know, you can live here, you know, and not you have to be a millionaire. Um, it's a great place that, you know, your kids can get educated. You can invest in education yourself. Um, we have great universities. We have a, a great, you know, downtown area um, mm -hmm. that's really been built up in the last 20 years with, you know, whether it's the entertainment district, whether it's the art district, whether it's music, um, whether it's food. Um, you know, contrary to some popular belief, Memphis is a very safe town. You know, like any place, you know, you have to be careful of, you know, certain things at certain times. Of course. Certain elements. Of course. That's of anywhere course. that you go in, in, on this earth. So, <laughs> but, you know, Memphis is a very safe town. Um, people are very friendly here. You know, people are willing to help. You have that southern hospitality. Absolutely. That, uh, Absolutely. takes ground here. And, um, you know, it, it's a, it's geographically where Memphis is located, for those of you that are, uh, as Dominic said, outside of the Memphis area, Memphis is kind of the heartbeat of the country. If you think of, you know, I spoke of Fred Smith and FedEx, essentially every FedEx package routes through Memphis. Mm -hmm. So what that tells you is that from a pipeline standpoint and, you know, from Memphis, you can get a lot of different places within the day. Absolutely. And so there's several major cities and, and states that you can travel to. Uh, and do business with um, near Memphis. Um, you know, shipping costs are very reasonable. Absolutely. Uh, because of that, as a result, the weather is uh, is pretty good. Although it gets a little bipolar sometimes. Right, man, man, look. <laughs> one day it's uh, forty, <laughs> and the next day it's seventy. Absolutely. <laughs> but typically, we've got you know really good weather. You know, you again, it's a it's a place um, you can really come and really get started. There's a nice base here. Um, there's people that are willing to do business mm -hmm. and do business the right way. And, you know, we're growing in a lot of areas. There's a lot of construction going on, a lot of revitalization, uh, historic properties right. and, and things like that, whether it's Bass Pro, whether it's um, Crosstown, um, whether it's the, the uh, new hotel that came up in Whitehaven. Absolutely. That was Preston Absolutely. that's going to make over. And over the next 10 years, you know, I'm really bullish on Memphis. Because, I am too. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of good grassroots efforts, you know, going on mm -hmm. uh, collaboratively. And so... Um, matter of fact, one of those efforts is, um, uh, you know, Yaz Nation uh, with Yaz Means. So that's YazNation.com, which mm -hmm. is a group of collaborators, very um, organic, very grassroots, um, that's really doing some things from a humanitarian standpoint as mm -hmm. well as growing business. And Absolutely. So, um, yeah, I'm a happy to be a part of that with some other, uh, again, owners and very excited about that effort. Absolutely. And Startup Nation, we actually, if you look in the show notes, we actually have the website for Yaz Nation there in the show notes. So it'll be a real easy click 
to find out more information about that. All right, man, this is the point of the show where the floor is yours. Anything yeah. you want to promote, anything you want to get out there to let the people know, the floor is yours right yeah, now. Absolutely. Well, let me start with this, you know, dominant man, I commend you. Oh, uh, thank you. Know, for this show, <laughs> this man. Is your, this is your platform, uh, man. <laughs> well, it is, but, you know, I always want to give respect where respect Fair is, enough. is due. Fair enough. And, you know, I definitely thank you for, you know, this opportunity. Um, you know, definitely shout out to, you know, Memphis, Tennessee. Um, it's way too many people to name, but I, I spoke of Yaz Nation. That's mm-hmm. yaznation.com. Yeah, go and visit um, thergbrooks.com uh, to learn more about Take the Lead. If you happen to be looking for uh, space to uh, conduct your seminars or your trainings or meetings, things like that, we've got a great location here in the Bartlett area. Um, around a lot of amenities and mm-hmm. uh, very well furnished and, and that kind of thing, ready for you to come in and plug and play uh, on an hourly basis. But a shout out to everybody that's out there that's listening that, you know, right now today, you may be going through some tough times, um, maybe relationships not going the best, you know, maybe your job's not going the best, maybe you're struggling to get your business off the ground. It seems like no, you're posting, you get one like, two likes here, mm. you know, nobody's commenting, you know, you feel like, you know, everything requires money to be able to do, you, you know, people owe you money, you know, you know they can't, they're not calling you back, you know, Ooh, hey, wee. been there, been Man. there, listen, been there, <laughs> you know, got the t-shirt, printed front and back, right, <laughs> um, but keep grinding, you know, keep pushing yourself, you know, you know, stay in the game, the only way you lock in your losses you know, this is kind of Vegas talk, but you lock mm-hmm. in your losses by getting out of the game. I hear that. That's the only way you lock in. I hear that. You know, once you get out of the game and you close the door, that's when you score there tallies. You know, it's just like a basketball game. It's over at the end of the fourth quarter. Right. Right? But if you keep going, you know, as long as you're in the game and there's time on the clock, which means you're still alive. There you go. You still got time on the clock. There you go. That means you still get off a good shot. <laughs> You know, so I, hear that. I encourage everybody, you know, just you know, keep press as you're going into this weekend. And you're wondering, man, what's this? What's that? Just you know, stay in the game, stay in. It. Reach out to people. Definitely reach out to me. Um, I'm the RG Brooks, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, if I can ever be uh, a benefit or add value to something that you're doing, I, I love to be able to do that. Absolutely. And Startup Nation, once again, you'll see all his social media credentials in the show notes for this episode. So, man, the next question was any part of advice for entrepreneurs, but I feel like you kind of hit that on the head unless you want to throw something else out there, man. It's yeah. totally up to you. No, um, <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. Dominic, you know, this, it's uh, chase your passion, reduce your noise, mm. be around like-minded people. That's that. a big thing. You know, watch who you associate with. Don't be so pessimistic. That's another thing. Oh, you know, yeah. Um, in this town, sometimes uh, dominant people are so pessimistic based on experience they've had with others whenever. Right. Right? And so, you know, those things are going to happen. You learn from them and then you move on. But if you operate in pessimism, you, you basically build your own brick wall. Wow. That absolutely you from yep. success. You know, so why build your own wall? There's going to be enough obstacles. Right. Right. So no wall building too. Yeah, so <laughs> it doesn't make sense for you to build a lake and right. stick sharks in it there and you gators go. that you got to cross, there and you, you build it yourself. Mm-hmm. Like you're gonna have to cross enough of those your own, your own. Right. So don't be pessimistic. Don't be you know ignorant, but don't be pessimistic at the same time. There and you go. reach out to those. You know, you know Dominic's there on, on Facebook. Shares great content. There's Thanks, a lot man. of people. Um, I'm sure in most people's Facebook feeds and. 
you know, social media people that they come across, you know, you know, look to those kind of people for inspiration and, you know, don't be afraid to reach out. You know, all of us, you know, have opportunity. We're all looking to grow. There's no big eyes or little U's, you know, but reach out to people that you feel you can help, you know, add value, you mm. know, so don't waste people's time. Absolutely. You know, so don't call Dominic with no, you know, <laughs> little bitty, you know, fluff kind of stuff, no crazy stuff. <laughs> call him when you got some meat, right? Gotcha. Fair enough. <laughs> you Fair know? enough. And, you know, you know, let's do business. Yeah, I encourage you all, and, and again, reach out to me. And uh, don't forget, you know, yaznation.com, thergbrooks.com. Um, support the startup life, this show. Thanks, man. I appreciate um, that. Be sure that you share the show with others. Talk about the show. Good, bad, or ugly. Provide feedback. Absolutely. So that we can all get better. But let's grow this show um, to be that staple in the grassroots community here. I hear that, man. Beyond. Man, how much I owe you? No, man. <laughs> much no, you good, man. No, I love to do that, man. I, I love this, and I appreciate the opportunity, man. All right, really man. Do. So that's going to conclude this episode of The Startup Life, man. Did you enjoy being on the show, man? man? I did. Okay. Man, I loved it. Cool, I'd love, love to come back at some point whenever. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Here's my final take. When it comes to R.G. Brooks, it's all about leadership. He understands that it's not about titles and roles. It's about accountability and sustainability. And with his Take the Lead initiative, R.G. Brooks is going to be vital to the golden era of entrepreneurship that we're experiencing right here in Memphis. If you want to let us know what you think about the show or would like to advertise on our show, send us an email to the address in the show notes. Subscribe to The Startup Life as it can now be heard on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, and SoundCloud. Also, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Owls LLC. And hey, if you have an idea, be about that life, the startup life.